0: Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. In this week's episode, I talked to Charlie Lawrence, advertising strategist, writer, and founder, CEO of Gecko Squared, a Facebook and Instagram advertising agency. Before I introduce you to Charlie, I just want to thank you again for listening to the podcast it would genuinely mean so much if you'd leave a review in iTunes. So many of you have already done this and it's so encouraging and it definitely helps me to keep plowing through and getting the podcast out every fortnight. Also do connect with me over on Instagram if you're on there. It's where I can mostly be found these days and you can find me at Natalie underscore hot content. And now let's meet Charlie. So hi Charlie, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Natalie, thank you so much for having me. How are you?
0: I'm really good, thank you. It is very good to have you here. And I'm quite interested, really, in the topic that we are going to touch on today. We've not had anybody talk about this before. So would you like to just introduce us to your one hot thing?
1: Yes. Yeah, so my one hot thing is using what's called an omnipresent campaign in order to distribute your content in front of your target audiences, so it's taking multiple pieces of content and showing them to website traffic or opt-ins and things like that. So you can be consistently in front of people that matter to your business to convert them from leads and potential customers into paying customers.
0: Okay, fantastic. Well, it sounds like there's a, a lot we can do this uh, with this. So could you just start by kind of breaking it down in kind of layman's terms yeah. and how people can get get started with this?
1: Yeah, definitely. So this type of Facebook ad campaign differs from regular ad campaigns in that it only uses the reach objective. And you're not actually looking for winning ads. Instead, you're showing multiple ads with different pieces of content to your target audience in a short period of time. So instead of setting up a campaign with multiple ads in one ad set, like you traditionally do with your Facebook advertising, Mm -hmm. you create multiple single ad ad sets targeting the same audience. And, you know, this type of campaign works really, really well for um, high-end service providers, local service providers, anything where the purchase decision-making process is typically long and normally you have a higher price point. And therefore, your target audience needs to consume a lot of information, a lot of content before they're ready to buy from you.
0: Okay. So instead, almost if I got this right, so instead of kind of jumping between different audiences with different ad sets, you're focusing mm-hmm. on one audience because you know that you're going to need to stick with them a long time, but serving them slightly different.
1: Yes. Yes. So it focuses on one audience that's typically a warm audience. So people who have engaged with your Facebook or Instagram uh, business profile, for example, or we use it a lot for people who have opted in for a lead magnet. So let's say you're giving away some amazing piece of valuable content in lead magnet form. You have someone opt into it and then you show these uh, a series of ads, basically, with lots of different pieces of content that you know take someone a little bit further down your sales funnel as such, and you target those people. Okay, fantastic.
0: So you've mentioned that these are typically warm audiences. So, for example, people that may have downloaded a lead magnet.
1: Can mm-hmm. they be any
0: less warm than that, or would you advise any really
1: so i I would say you're going to see better results with a smaller hotter audience in terms of temperature so warm audiences work really well post uh, post lead magnet opt in hot audiences of website traffic as well you know people who have visited you know service pages on your website um, or contact us pages things like that and they haven't obviously taken that step to become a lead yet you can use it for larger audiences but typically you're not really going to see the best results because you're using the reach objective. It is best used for smaller audiences. So I would, I would strongly advise, you know, warm audiences, hot audiences, and you know, you can use other objectives like the conversion objective to get those lead magnet opt-ins when you're going to larger cold audiences and then have these omnipresent uh, campaigns targeting people who are a little bit further down your sales funnel. Mm
0: -hmm. So, People who, so we're focusing on the same audience over a longer term, in terms of the content that we're serving them, how much difference are we looking at between the kind of ads that we show
1: them? So really good question. And there's no kind of rule of thumb here. It can be similar variations on content. So, you know, changing different creative angles, for example, um, or it can actually be completely different pieces of content so example we use uh, the agency is we have a because we've done it from an opt-in perspective we have like a thank you ad that's simply just saying hey thanks for opting in here's a link to you know read the guide or watch the training whatever someone's opted in for from a lead magnet perspective almost like a reminder ad Mm -hmm. and then you have other ads that can be uh, service-based ads or call-to-action-based ads, getting people to move one step further. So it's, if it's to book a consultation or to find out more, it can be call-to-action ads. And then you have just purely kind of content-based ads, which are educational in nature or even just entertaining in nature, either you know blog posts, it could be uh, video content as well. So it, it's really a mixture. And mm-hmm. that's one of the great things is because you don't know Exactly how many pieces of content someone's going to need to see from you in order to build up that trust to go to that next step in your sales funnel and become a lead and, you know, inquire with that first touch point with you. So, you know, let's say in our case it's like a strategy session call. Um, for a local business, it could just be a free consultation and things like that. Uh, you have to develop some a set amount of kind of trust with someone for them to feel comfortable booking that. And by showing them different pieces of content, you're able to touch on different angles. Uh, to establish trust faster
0: okay, so the the title where, where does it come from so it 's omnipresent
1: so it comes from this idea that you want to basically be omnipresent in someone 's newsfeed, so whenever they go to check Facebook or instagram you 're appearing in their newsfeed, and you're not doing it so much that it 's annoying and you're kind of putting them off mm. and the reason why this is so effective using the reach objective is because you can set a frequency cap on how many times someone sees your ads in a given day. So you're not going to be there where you're getting to the point of you're just annoying them and they're not going to engage with you. It just allows you to be omnipresent. So consistently appearing in someone's newsfeed to develop that relationship and to kind of deepen that connection with your prospects to then take them to that next stage in your sales funnel, depending on what ad they're going to engage with in the end.
0: All right. That's interesting. So you can put a cap on it because that was my main... Yes. It, it, it pinged up in my head then I thought oh, people will be thinking that you know they're going to be pestering people and annoying people but if you can actually put that cap on then that's a great feature isn't it mm-hmm. fantastic so how what sort of level would you say if people are running their own Facebook ads you know it sounds to me like it maybe that's just because I'm very bad with things like Facebook ads but it sounds <laughs> to me like it might not be a beginner level what sort of experience do you think people would have to have had to, to be able to, to run one of these campaigns
1: so I don't necessarily think you need to have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. I think you need to know how to build campaigns out and how to use the duplicate feature. So it's in that sense. In fact, actually, we've written like in-depth articles on how to build out an omnipresence campaign, um, and so you know they walk you through it. But you don't have to be super advanced. This isn't something where you need years and years of experience. Um, you can just follow the steps outlined and. It, the main thing is where people get confused a lot is the fact that they're going to the same audience but with different ads and different ad sets. So from a structure perspective, it can look a little bit complicated if you're suddenly, you've got like 10 ads, let's say, or 10 pieces of content you want to show your target audience and just tracking it in your ad account can be a little bit daunting mm. uh, when you first start, but it's not something to kind of shy away from it is very, very logical, and it's just something that will take a little bit of time to get used to because it is a different way of structuring campaigns compared to what most people are used to in terms of you know one campaign, multiple ad sets of different audiences, multiple ads. Mm. It's typically what most people use Facebook advertising for, um, but this kind of just sits alongside those other campaigns and is um you know more specific for evergreen content basically.
0: Okay. Now I can't not ask you this question. In this kind of, you know, the the age that we're in now, is there still such a thing as, you know, I'm sure you've been asked this question countless times, but is there such a thing still as organic Facebook, decent organic Facebook reach for businesses? Or does everyone really need to be thinking about paid? uh...
1: That is a really, really good question. I love answering this question because... (laughs) My answer has changed over the years. Um, basically, as Facebook has decreased organic reach, yeah. kind of time and time again, we've seen the data. You know, It's, it's now single digits for most people. Um, and that's because, obviously, they're pushing people to advertise in order to reach more of their target audiences and new target audiences. Mm. So the only real place that there is for organic marketing is to... Two things really. Number one, if you already have a big organic base, so you know, three or four years ago, you put in the effort to build up a really loyal Facebook page and you're still getting really good engagement rates and you can see good organic reach. However, it will never be as high as when you advertise because obviously you're paying to reach um, new people or your existing audiences. The place that we see a lot of organic now is Facebook groups. Uh-huh. So we've seen Facebook or well, posts within Facebook groups have really, really good organic reach compared to a po- the same post on a Facebook page. Even yeah. with half as many or a quarter as many people in a group, you'll get, we've seen you'll get more reach in your Facebook group than you will just putting out to your regular Facebook page. So really the place now for organic, I'd say, is Facebook groups. But ultimately, if you do want to reach new audiences and you do want to reach more of your existing audiences, Facebook is becoming a pay-to-play network Mm. and you are just going to have to start advertising.
0: Yeah absolutely yeah you mentioned before that you had some blogs that you'd written on the kind of stuff that we've talked about in the interview Mm -hmm. we can perhaps if it's okay with you are we okay to link with those uh,
1: yeah uh, definitely
0: and then people can get a better idea of how they might go about doing it we can do that that's great would you tell us Charlie where people can get in touch with you or where they can find out a bit more about you
1: okay so the hair as it's social media, there are loads and loads of different places you can find me. So um, the main one is Instagram and LinkedIn. Those are the kind of two places I'm focusing on at the moment. So it's at Charlie Lawrence on Instagram, and it's Charlie Lawrence Facebook ad strategist on LinkedIn. And then in terms of sites, you've got the blog, charlielawrence.com. Uh, that's you know where you're going to find a lot of how-to articles for Facebook advertising, including this uh, omnipresence one. And then finally, there's the agency site. So that's geckosquared.co.uk. And on there, you can find out about all the different kind of services we offer, um, different training programs, and just anything related to Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising services you'll find on the agency site.
0: Fantastic. We should say that Lawrence is spelled L-A-W-R-A-N-S-E.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's two A's. You're right. It's L-A-W-R-A-N-C-E. And I spend my life telling people that it's that spelling. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's uh, L-A-W-R-A-N-C-E. And you'll just find me across all socials as well, Twitter, Facebook. I I don't think you can be in the social media marketing industry and not be on pretty much Every yeah. social media channel that's currently working, so you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yeah. I've got I've got a TikTok channel for my dog, <laughs> for my puppy, um, but I haven't done a personal one just yet. So we'll see how TikTok plays out. I'm I'm still a bit unsure about at the moment.
0: I am. Uh, my kids watch it. I'm just a bit like, oh, mm. I don't think I'm ready for this yet. Um,
1: yeah, no, no, I'm I'm exactly the same. I'm not uh, not quite ready for that level. <laughs> No. But the, the dog's had a great reception because he's a puppy and he's super, super cute. And how can you not oh. like puppies?
0: <laughs> what kind of puppy have you got?
1: Uh, so he's a cocker spaniel.
0: Oh, I want a cocker spaniel. Oh,
1: they are you want a so, spaniel so affectionate.
0: Jarvis, specifically.
1: Oh, cute. He's called Jarvis. Rupert.
0: Oh, Rupert, that's cute. Oh, cute. So, my one final question, which is always my surprise question at the end, Charlie, and mm-hmm. that is what are you having for your dinner tonight?
1: Oh, that's a very good question. Um, uh, so I am having a curry for my dinner tonight. So okay. it's like a chicken korma with some like onion bhajis and stuff like that. It's it's like a ready meal from M and S, if I'm honest. Okay. Because I've got yeah, I'm not making it. It's nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sober. I'm not like Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen or anything <laughs> like that. I do like cooking, but I have uh, I've got tennis coaching tonight, so I need something pretty quick that I can we'll eat let, before that.
0: We'll let you off. Will you be having a naan bread with that
1: or? uh good question i haven't actually got any normally i would but um we just didn't add them to the shop if i'm honest this week so no i think it's just it's just gonna be a a pretty boring curry if i'm honest um and (laughs) like a a pre-workout shake and that's it
0: good for you right well Charlie it's been a joy thank you for coming on and i will catch up with you soon
1: brilliant thank you so much for having me
0: this podcast is part of the you of the media network For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.